BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Well, the Suns went down to Texas. They were looking for a soul to steal. And instead, they lost two games in a row right out of the All-Star break. Mm. We knew that coming out of the All-Star break, 27 games remained for the Phoenix Suns. Guess what? Toughest schedule in the NBA. That's that's what they were facing. Losing to the Dallas Mavericks sucks, right? They go from the fifth seed to the seventh seed in one fail swoop. But you know what? Second night of back-to-back, playing the Houston Rockets. Matthew, we talked about it last night. This is a win. Yeah. You lock this up. This is a win. This is the Houston fucking Rockets. It's a win. Mm-hmm. It's a loss. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, but then also, like, uh, what I what I wrote in the pregame, you know, just uh, really get into things early on before. If you even want to talk about a Rockets matchup with the Suns, which just seems so boring. I'm just like, if this team can get any kind of, like, confidence in themselves, and, of course, hitting 15 threes, they were feeling themselves, it's going to be a long night for the Suns, and it was a long night for the Suns, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh- Suns come out and look great, right? They come out and they smack them right in the face through the first uh, seven minutes of the game. The Rockets have nine points. And then the Suns do what the Suns do at times. It's this false sense of security. They're like, hey, we're smoking this team. Cool. We don't have to focus. And the moment you take out focus for the Suns, you, you you can write it on the wall. They're just done. And that's been the story in a lot of their losses this season is they lose focus for what feels like a split second maybe to them, but it ends up being in the entire second quarter. And they give up 37 points in the second quarter to the Houston Rockets. And a team that was up 16 at one point is now down 13 and having to fight back and and struggle and play their starters way more minutes on the second night of a back-to-back than they ever should have had to. And the end result is a loss. And as we sit and we talk about the remainder of this season and we look at what the Phoenix Suns have ahead of them, like I said, the toughest remaining schedule, these are the games you're supposed to win. And if you can't win these games, you know that what lies ahead is a long and winding and bumpy road with a lot of plot twists and potholes. But if you can't get through the Houston fucking Rockets, you're a play-in team at best. You're a play-in team at best. Yeah, it's crazy. I was listening to No Dunks today, and they were talking about the Suns. As a play-in team, I'm like, hold on, guys. Like, it's the Phoenix Suns. Like, we'll be in the top four, maybe top five. But maybe we are a playing team. Maybe we're just not that good. But also, missing use of Nurkic, of course, and Bradley Beal. That's fine. Like, there's an excuse there. But 
with Kevin Durant and Booker, you got to figure it out. You just got to finish this team off. You got to take, you got to get the victory. And we play them two more times. It's just like now nothing's easy. Now nothing's a given. I know we're confident going into this game, but we're not the team we ever thought we were. We always think like with these games, it's like we should be up. We should be up big. Get some rest, Booker and, and KD. I think it happened like once this season. So we're not obviously we're not the team we thought it's we happened were. Happened like twice. we are what we record is what the record right? is. Right, like we we beat the shit out of the Pistons right before the All Star break, and we're and leading up to the All Star break, we're like, okay, this team's starting to get its rhythm. We're starting to see some of the that gelling that we've been needing. The defense is still suspect, but it's starting to slowly and and surely get better. And tonight, once again, we play a, an athletic team that we have to play two more times next week. Uh, an athletic team that just eviscerates the Suns by penetrating and popping and hitting their threes and gaining confidence. And the Suns don't have any of those aspects. It's chunky. It's clunky on both ends of the floor. It takes a fucking great game by bowl bowl to even let us back in this game. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns jam session podcast. And yeah, I'm a little grumpy tonight about this. Matthew got all the cookies. I got no cookies. No cookies were brought home from Stephanie's. I'm cookieless over here, and I was really. I ordered some cookies. cookies. I yeah, ordered I them you from DoorDash. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, uh, they're going to sit in my freezer until Monday. I'm not going to eat them. I'm going to take them to work. Why? You got to pay for them, dude. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else bought cookies. My mommy. What's going cookies. on? I just wanted cookies. It's all right, dude. We'll, so, be, we'll be through this quick. We'll get through it. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Please follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch, Facebook, all that stuff. My name is John Voida. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at BrightSideOfTheSun.com. His name is Matthew Paul Lissy. And you can, and you can find follow me, him. And you can follow me at uh, Matthew Paul Lissy. Matthew Lissy. That's right. That's right. It's a way to confuse all the brand new watchers that we have out <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, if you guys like, get it, this is interesting. Paul Lissy, and he's got cookies apparently in the freezer. Uh, but a reminder if you want to go to phoenixfits.net, use promo code SUNSJAM10 to get a discount on some pretty fly gear, some pretty fly Phoenix gear, even though you might want not, not want to see be seen in public with it right now. Although the majority of people don't give a shit because it's Phoenix sports. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. It's Friday night. We just lost to the Rockets. Welcome to the Suns therapy session. for the Phoenix Suns, 114 to 110 in Houston. Their quick two-game road trip to the Lone Star State results in two consecutive losses, uh, which is going to go ahead and bring me to my first question for Matthew. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. No Bradley Beal, no Yusuf Nurkic. You're missing two out of your five starting five. Do you allow that as an excuse for this loss? No, not at all. I think um, you have a guy that joined the team today, Thaddeus Young. And I wanted that to be like the, the big celebration today. I was like, you know what? Suns pulled out a victory, a 20-point lead. 
in the fourth quarter, maybe dwindled down to 11 and they held on to it. Thaddeus looked great in the Suns uniform. And uh, let's let's take let's let's look forward to the Lakers on Sunday. But no, it's a loss. Zero and two after the All Star break. There's no excuses. Like I said before, to start the start the pod, you have Kevin Durant and Booker. Figure it out. You have a guy in Bowl Bowl that should have probably kept getting the ball at the end of the game. This is why it's like last game when Booker put up like the 35 points. I'm like, oh, it's a good game, but it's not enough. It's just it's not enough right now. And I think maybe this team just takes some time after a break. Maybe when injuries when these guys come back from injuries, going to take even more time. But do we have the time? No, no, we don't. no. And that's I mean, we talked about that a little bit last night after losing to Dallas, where the continual narrative for this Phoenix Suns team this season has been when everybody's healthy, when they all gel, when all the rotations are set, we're going to see some killer Phoenix Suns basketball on both ends of the floor. Right. And that's we're running out of time on that. And Bradley Beal has lived up to his reputation, and it's safe to say that now coming out post-All-Star break. And, and there was video of him before the game, and he was testing out that hamstring very uh, aggressively in pregame war- uh, warm-ups, if you go in to see that. And it's just like, dude, fucking play. Like, you, you don't want him to get re-injured, obviously. And we've had this conversation in the past about Bradley Beal. Bring him off the bench. You know, have him play 15 minutes off the bench yeah. if, if he's like doesn't want to injure because he has to go all out. Let him come in with the second team unit and, and unit. And like, why does Bradley Beal have to come in and always be the starter? Like, why can't he just like nurse himself back into it if he's had all this time off to heal? Right. It's over two weeks now since the injury. And he's had and he has some time to uh, come out and just play at, a, at an easier pace. But and, and, you know, you can't necessarily fault that, but you cannot allow any excuses for the performance of the Phoenix Suns tonight. Uh, like you said, Thad Young, new addition to the team out there rocking number 30 in enjoying seeing somebody come out and give us some defensive presence. His first play turnover. I was like, fucking great. Welcome to the Suns, bro. <laughs> You're another one of us, man. Another fucking turnover. You know, 19 minutes. He had eight rebounds and only two points on one of three missed a layup. You have a couple layups, you know, so um, it was really frustrating to see the way that the Suns came out in this game. And, you know, when you play a team like the Houston Rockets, as you mentioned at the top of the show is if, if they can get confidence, you better watch out. And that's exactly what they did is the Suns in the first quarter were allowing them as they got back in the game to penetrate and pop. And the Suns are one of the worst teams that I've seen in quite some times. That's supposed to be a good team at allowing penetration, especially uh, on a consistent basis. And so by the time that second quarter rolls around, they end up going seven of 13 from beyond the arc. They shoot 53.8%. They score 37 points. And now you're in an uphill battle the remainder of the game. So no excuses for the Suns in this one. As you mentioned, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal being out, shouldn't matter. You got Devin Booker. You got two of the top 10 players in the league. You got to beat the Rockets, man. You have to beat the Rockets. It's very frustrating, and I have, and my my faith is shaken tonight. It is shaken. Yeah, I think it's going to be like this the rest of the season, and it's been like this all season long. But some of us are chill, like so says Jay. He's chill and he's okay with it. And I'm I'm kind of in the middle, just because it's like I keep waiting for these guys to get together and just go on a little run. But the more and more that we keep pushing that out, the scared I the more scared I become. Um, I think if uh, 
Beal comes back next game against the Lakers and the Nurkic is back and they have a solid victory over a Lakers team that still isn't looking like a Lakers team that can make it to the make it through the playoffs into the finals, then yeah, I'll be a little bit more excited. But right now it's just like it's about to me, and we'll talk about them, Booker and Kevin Durant just taking that extra step and just going crazy and just like fucking just taking ownership of like, yeah, you know what? These guys are all over me. I'm not getting calls. Um, basically the rest were kind of against them in certain situations, but it's like, you guys just need to step up and take the next step to get this team over the hump. Like everyone's looking at you guys. And honestly, just the energy was so bad, except for bowl bowl throughout the whole team, except for bowl bowl. Yeah. It was a bad first half by Kevin Durant. And then he played well in the second half. And it was just a bad game by Devin Booker. Big Dick Booker. I ends with a total of 25 points, but it took 24 shots to get there. Seven of 24 from the field. Oh, of four from beyond the arc. The only reason his uh, total was so high is because he was 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Five rebounds, only two assists tonight. And this is where Booker needs to realize if he's off and he was off, he was off. He came out, and in the first quarter, he started off, and, and I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, hey, look, Booker's being aggressive early on. I appreciate that on the second night of a back-to-back, but at the end of the first quarter, he's 4 of 12 from the field, right? And it's like, if you recognize that you don't have it, go into playmaking mode because the other guys around you are feeling it a little bit, but you're taking every shot. And we talk about you know the, the Suns being down as much as they were the comeback that occurred was bull bull, which we'll definitely talk about. But then like Booker comes in, misses a jumper. Dylan Brooks blows by him on the other end for a layup. Dylan Brooks, only two points on the night by, by the way, Booker goes down, misses another jumper next time down, misses a three. And that was it. I mean, we were, I mean, that was kind of it right there, you know? So that's where Devin Booker needs to have that cerebralness as the veteran on this team and it's not often that he has these poor of shooting nights, but if you go 4-12 in the first quarter, you might want to go, you know what? Let me see if somebody else has got it tonight. Let me see if we can take advantage of a of a young Rockets team. Now, now again, we talked about this last night. A young Rockets team that's a top five defensive rating team, defensively rated team, but not a great offensive team. But let me see if I can try to play make a little bit and try to get the other players around me involved and engaged, and maybe one of them could catch fire, and then we could feed that flame until it's time for me to try to take over again. It ended up being bold, bold tonight. The whole time bold, bold was going nuts. Booker's on the bench. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, we'll talk about bold, bold in a little bit. So I'll mm-hmm. save it for that. But right mm-hmm. now I think Devin Booker needs a little bit of uh, just some honesty from me. And I've, I've been on even last game. I said it earlier where he put up the points, but I'm like, it's just not book. It's just not that guy. It's like, when you look at the other end, of course, playing against Luca, you're like, he needs to match him. And he did a little bit last game in the fourth quarter. There was a stretch where it's like, you don't want anybody else to take a shot, but book, but and ended up not being that way. And book got kind of taken out of the game. So in a game like this, where he just kind of falls apart through the whole game and he's just kind of invincible. I'm just like, dude, like, how many times has this happened this season where it's just back and forth where the guy looks like Kobe and then the next game or the next few games, he just kind of is invincible. Like it's just, he's not game changing right now. And yeah, the stats look good. He's an all-star, but I'm talking about just taking to the next level, knowing that Bradley Beal 
it's probably not going to be in the playoffs. I said this last pod. Mm-hmm. You just have to. There's like this certain kind of trust you need to feel when it comes to book being on the floor. And right now, I don't see it. He doesn't stand out. I don't care who's defending him. I don't care if they're throwing Dylan Brooks at him or whatever. It shouldn't matter. This guy needs to go to the next level in, or, in order for us to have any kind of chance. Right now, I'm not seeing it. And it's like you know, 24 games left or 25 games. It seems like a lot, but it's not. Jin, just looking at him on the court, the body language tonight was really, really bad. So I don't want to buy too in too much into it just because it is one night and maybe they let up because it is the Rockets on a back-to-back. But the Rockets played last night too. But you and can't opportunity. do that, You can't though. do that. Yeah, you I know can't You can't do that. That's the challenge. That's why people out there are going, Luca's book's daddy. Because Luca doesn't. Luca's going to get his. Now, granted, there's a whole other conversation behind that little statement right like is it good for the overall help of uh health of the team can they win with that yada 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 well they're two and uh one against the suns this year so it's working this year they've jumped the suns in the standing so it's working in that capacity and on a night where he's not feeling it from a scoring standpoint he engages everyone around him from a passing standpoint and that's what we need from devin booker tonight the, the thing that really frustrated me tonight was how much of a turnstile devin booker was on defense he gets beat off the dribble a lot doesn't he like he doesn't get in front of God. his lateral quickness he just kind of olays people and granted like especially early on Jalen Smith is like John Wall fast so you have to like I recognize that that this is a young team that has a lot of speed guys who have the ability to blow by people but I need a stat that like con- that quantifies getting beat off the dribble because I would love to see what that stat is for Devin Booker because I feel like it happens a lot. And that's why a lot of the challenges that we have with the Suns is on the defensive end. If they're not getting into that rhythm offensively, they can't shut another team down defensively. And we've seen that all year. They can do it in spurts. And when Devin Booker like locks in, when he goes into that like Mamba mode and that Jordan mode where he's like, I'm just going to lock you up like he can do it. But he chooses not to a lot of the time. I, I feel like he's choosing to save his energy for the offensive end, which is OK. But then you're putting the back end defense at risk. And on a night tonight where there's no Nurkic back there to back you up. Right. You have to not let these guys try to put to, you, you can't like give them a free pass punch their ticket book their flight carry their bags to the airport and let them fly off to eubanks island because eubanks is just going to get toasted down there and a lot of the what what created the issues for the suns throughout the night was the inside outside game if the if the rockets were penetrating the suns would collapse their defense and leave them wide open three-point shooting when the suns stopped collapsing and guarding the three-point line taking away that shot it was a layup drill and so it's this but it starts at the point of attack defender and Devin Booker as a point of attack defender at least tonight and somewhat consistently this season very substandard from my perspective yeah it's been very disappointing and Sal Soto says Jenner sucking the bull bull Sucking his bowl ball, leaving him with no energy. Um, maybe that's what's <laughs> happening. So I guess they are back together, taking things slow. And Book is taking himself a little. <laughs> he's taking it slow on the court. He basically is right now. And like I said last game, it doesn't look like Book out there. There's just a lot of energy that is sucked out of him. So maybe it is Jenner, but Booker has to wake wake up, man, because this is yes. kind of frustrating. I mean, it gets to the point, and I know it's just you know what. No, I'm not even gonna say that. It gets to the point where you need him to come through. And you're like, I'll do, I don't care what the Suns do to win a championship. I don't care who they trade. 
Booker to me is kind of entering that where it's like, I don't care if he is traded or something. If the Suns have to do what they have to do to win a championship, like it's getting to that point. Like it just is. It's like if he wants to be up there and stop being disrespected, go win these fucking games. Go fucking do it, dude. Play the defense like you were talking about. Go out there and lead your team to a victory. Stop standing there waiting for the double team and not knowing what to do with the fucking ball. I'm so sick of hey, seeing that shit, that, dude. This is the next thing that I had in my notes. It's how does he not know what to do when he's doubled? Because it was clear Still. what the Rockets' strategy was tonight, right? If Katie's off the floor, we're doubling the shit out of book. And typically, and like, a great example of this, I was watching a Nuggets game a couple weeks ago, and guess what their strategy was on, on Nikola Jokic that night? For a few possessions, I forget who they're playing, but they go, you know what, we're going to double him. And the moment he sees the double coming, he knows right where he's going to go, or he has, or he passes out of it. So another member of his team can get the ball and whip it around and whip it around and whip it around. And I there was a great tweet by uh, Evan B. from the He's on Fire podcast, Uh a lot of negativity out of him tonight. I don't recommend reading his tweets tonight, but he did have one good tweet. And he goes, uh, every time the Suns get trapped, no one moves to the fucking ball. It's elementary as hell. So part of it is the fact that his teammates are staying stationary and they're rotating over later. But he also sees that like, if they double team you once, I get it. But when it's coming every possession throughout the entire game, you know that it's coming. And even though your teammates not, might not be running towards you, you can just pass out of it right away. And then all of a sudden, uh, two passes, you're going to find somebody open. But he waits for the guys to be completely on him before he tries to pass out of it. And by the time he does that, a recovery rotation has occurred, and it's worked in the, the favor of the defense, right? You see that when the Suns were trying to do that to Shangun tonight. They doubled him a couple times. The moment they sent that second guy, boom, he's passing out of it. And now we're late rotating on the second pass on a three-point shot, and guess what? It goes in. It's, as Evan says, it's elementary as hell. So why is Devin Booker not knowing what to do when he's doubled? Why is he a dead end on offense all night? He was a step slow all night. He would just drive in the middle of the lane. Jalen Green's fast and athletic enough to stay in front of him. He'd stop. He'd look. He'd look. He'd look. And it wasn't like from lack of back cutting or whatnot. It's not like it was a stationary offense around him. He just was looking for KD every time. And yeah. it just, it was a bad game by Devin Booker tonight. It was a frustrating, bad game. And it's like you said, even last night with the 35 points, it was great to see him go off for 35 points, but he, high shot volume, you know, maybe, maybe he obviously didn't get the rest that he needed over the all-star break, but coming out of the all-star break, losing the two first games, it just puts a complete damper on what the rest of this uh, closing end of the season is because it shakes my confidence in this team. It sets me in that mindset of, okay, here we go. The ceiling on this team, the ceiling is a second round appearance. Like I, at this point, based on what we've seen these last two nights and based on what we've seen this entire season, this team is not going to make the Western conference finals. I cannot see it happening. Yeah. And if, if we're going to say in the chat and if we're going to say, you know, watching the game, just sitting there as a fan, like, Oh, well, when Beal comes back, we have this, but that's the thing is we can't rely on him. So I, I know we're great with him. I know that team is very, very good with him in the starting lineup, but we can't rely on him at all so that's i take that into account it has nothing to do with like if, if i'm gonna sit here and look on paper and be like okay the suns overall they look like a team that can go to the finals yeah they do but you have to realize like how many games bills miss it's gonna continue into the playoffs it's like i want to be optimistic of course of course but that's just that's just 
that's just a real side of it. That's just me saying like, this is what's going to happen in the playoffs. So these guys have to go to another level. It's like an adjustment has to be made. Like Booker has to play all out MJ Kobe mode going forward in big games to really situate ourselves into a good spot in the West. Otherwise we're going to have no chance because teams like if you're watching the thunder, like killing the, when they played the Clippers last night, look phenomenal. Like, the Wolves, like all these teams in the West, I don't see even the Pelicans. The Suns have no chance against these guys. We look old. We look like we're that's on, the we're, key. We look like we're more on the Lakers side of things now. Yes. We're just kind of like hovering around. Of course, we are hovering around those seeds, but it's like every year now, it just seems like okay. Well, could we just limp ourselves into the playoffs and see what happens? It's like that is that who we are now? It just it kind of seems like it is. Well, I'm, and I'm glad you said the Suns look old because they did tonight. And, and you know that when you're going to play the Houston Rockets, that's most likely going to happen. It's a team that's lived in the lottery. They've got Jalen Green out there. They've got Jamari Smith, Jabari Smith. They've got Alfred Shingoon. They've got uh, Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. I mean, these are all lottery picks over the past three, four, five seasons. So they're going to be more athletic. They're going to be young. But man, you feel old when you're out there. When you got Eric Gordon shooting three pointers, and you can hear like the Tin Man creaking on his shots, like, yeah. and it's like, yeah. and then the sound of a brick filling the Toyota Center because he couldn't <laughs> get shit. And I do apologize, Suns fans. The reason that the Phoenix Suns had their third worst shooting night from beyond the arc, right? They shot 22 percent from beyond the arc tonight. Uh, they only made seven. It's because I had money on them. It's because I bet that two guys would make over. Two and a half threes. But that, you won last night. You won last night, right? Well, that's because I because there was a really good bet out there, and some coworkers are like, "Hey, man, look at this. It's Booker plus Luca over fifty five yeah. points. Like Luca could do that by himself. Booker could do them by himself. That was done in the third quarter. Oh, okay. But it's like I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, you don't have Beal. You don't have Nurkic. Gordon's back home in Houston. He'll hit three threes. Um. Booker's going to hit two threes like easy. <laughs> He's going to walk into two threes in this game and Grayson Allen's going to hit yeah. uh, three threes and Grayson Allen's the only guy who showed up tonight from beyond the arc. Uh, but they, 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 the whole team just looked old and even like, yeah, like you said earlier. And I just saw. So says Jay says, yes. no, it was because of the Aussie <laughs> watch party. Did the Aussie Suns fans have another fucking watch party? They did. And I, Oh, that's it why, was dude. like, yeah, I saw it on Twitter just today. I didn't even know it was coming up, but yeah, I saw oh, those <laughs> bastards. That's why I know that they're all way too wasted off the Foster's. Oh, and four? Uh, Are they own four? Oh, I think three. they're own four. They've had oh. they've hosted four <laughs> watch parties dude. over there in like Melbourne or whatever. And every time they do it, the Suns lose, dude. Aussies, uh, somebody clip this. Suns geek, if you're watching, you're the master clipping shit. Aussies, stop doing fucking watch parties. The Suns don't win when you do. We lost to the fucking Rockets no. because of you. Yeah, you, when, when Gavin came to our watch party, did we win or lose that game? That was a playoff game, and we won. We won. Okay, we did. Yeah, win. okay. Yeah, that was a playoff game because like the playoffs are right around the corner. I'm starting to figure out where we're going to do our watch parties. You know, like we'll probably do them up yeah. at. Uh, uh, that place is cool. We went to before. What's the name of it? Uh, tequilas or something, something like that, right? Uh, Trace Agaves? No, Trace Agaves. I think it was Agave something, right? Blue Agave. Blue, Blue Agave, Agave, North Scottsdale. Yeah. So, Jamsters, ladies and Jamsters, we will be doing our watch parties once the uh, the playoffs start. They'll be on the weekends. We'll do them up at Blue Agave. Come hang out with us. Cry with us. Because uh, the Suns... See me in drag. 
See, yeah, see Matthew when he if throws it's my him, turn. <laughs> it's his turn to do the subreddit stakeout. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, but know that we won't be there for the Western Conference Finals because this team looks old and Devin Booker just doesn't have it consistently in him. And you look at it like yeah. from a scoring standpoint, he's crushing it this year. But they're coming in losses and tonight I just seven. It doesn't 24. mean anything. So I, I think something might have happened where um maybe maybe um KD told Book, like, hey, in Cabo, I don't think KB, KD went with him, but it's like, hey, you know, I won a few championships. It's not really a big deal. Like, enjoy your money. Enjoy your fun. Like, go after Fall in love. Do what you want to do on the court. Who love. cares? You already have your shoes. You're doing everything for Phoenix. You could be Travis Kelsey. Jenner can be Taylor Swift. Yeah. It can happen. But then Travis Kelsey does win championships. So, and I know <laughs> Book's not on Luca's level, of course. You know, I keep seeing that in the chat. But the thing is, is like he's going to have to be close to that for the Suns team to have a chance. Just saying. Well, it might Luka be Luka. just, it might just be start, time to start Bull Bull. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Bull Bull. Dude, best bowl bowl game of the season. 27 minutes played. He was 11 of 17 from the field. 25 points. He matched Devin Booker in seven less shots and nine less free throws, mind you. 25 points, 14 rebounds, eight on the defensive end, six on the offensive end, one block, one steal. Bowl bowl season. Matthew, you're here for it, aren't you? Mm. Oh, it just smells smell. good. <laughs> smells good. That bowl smells good. I I love what I'm seeing out there. You know, we we knew we would see him tonight. Um, was absent last game. Everyone's like, "Where's Bowl?" Well, he's here. He's gonna really kind of dominate the Rockets. But you think inside, maybe, maybe just inside in the paint. You know, grabbing some boards like he did with 14 tonight. But those three pointers, man, hitting two in a row, getting an and one, and then hitting he. What did he make? 11 points in a row for the Suns. Like it's just that quick. <laughs> where a guy like that can come into a game and change things for you. So it's nice to have that. It is. And I don't know if you were joking or not entering the starting lineup. It's probably a joke just because it's every other game. It's just when it's a good matchup. But for me, I just want to consistently see it. Like when you have guys like Eubanks who keep getting minutes, and I know Bobo's not a true center or anything like that, I would just rather start Bobo with Kevin Durant, see how that works. But then also Bobo looks good next to Eubanks because Eubanks does like the heavy lifting at times, you know, a little few box well, outs he, here and there. He yeah, won't exactly. grab a rebound, Boxed but he'll box out. He won't yeah. grab the board, but then Bobo can grab the boards, pick up the scraps, and do everything else where Eubanks is kind of just putting in the dirty work. Um, so I do like that. Um, but Bobo, of course, he was hot um, and was wide open for three, passed it out. Eric Gordon, this is the end of the game. Eric Gordon takes the ball, gets to the rim, and Bobo's just standing there like, pass it back out. Eric Gordon, you you suck, man. That I didn't say that. That's what Bobo said. He mm-hmm. said, you suck. I heard it. I yeah. did not pass me the ball. So that was his chance to really take things in his own hands and end the game. And I think if he gets that three-point look, he makes it. The Suns probably cruise to a victory. But it didn't happen that way. It just fell short. But great game. Yeah. Amazing game. And again, it's what we were talking about last night. And uh, it's something that I was talking about with Rooster uh, a couple days ago on the radio was Bull Bull gives you quality minutes. How he plays on the defensive end might not always be what you want. But from a second team you. uh well, from a bench guy on a team that sucks at fucking defense anyways, at least he can give you something on offense. And yep. he brought out the bag tonight, didn't he? Like you said, back-to-back three-pointers. He's doing the finger roll. He's dunking. I mean, blah, blah, bull, bull. It was just – it was a great game. As John Tran says in the chat, he says, no bullshit. 
it was just a great game from him. And you know that he's going to continue to earn minutes because of a game like this. And you hope that the production continues. And guess what? He'll have an off night here and there. And we'll talk about it here on the podcast, how he had an off night here and there. But for the most part, he's been the best guy coming up. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Off the bench. Josh Kogi comes off the bench and I'm like, dude, this guy is just like oh terrified to be out there sometimes. Like, yeah, a still has that tentativeness that everybody that we traded for Royce O'Neal had, right? Kate Bates Diop, Yuna Watanabe, Chimetsi Metu, Jordan Goodwoods, they all played with yeah. a tentativeness because they didn't want to mess up when Katie or Booker's on the court, whereas Bobo don't give a shit. Bobo's out there. He's, he doesn't. He's unconscious. He wants to try to contribute because he knows when he does, Kevin Durant right, is his biggest fan. And he knows if he does mess up, Kevin Durant's going to pull him aside on the bench and show him on an iPad like what he did wrong. And it's probably a Google product or a Microsoft product. It's the NBA, but he's going to sit there and he's going to show him what he did wrong. And he's like, Hey, thanks for the learning opportunity. Oh, Whereas like if Josh Akogi messes up Booker and Katie are going to yell at him. And probably when they're in the locker room later, they're going to get the towels. They're going to spin them and they're going to swap them in the butt, you know? So <laughs> he's probably afraid of that. So bull bull, uh, a, a fantastic 25 points tonight and 14 yeah. fucking rebounds, man. It's, it's just, just that quick. And the best part is that he does not give a shit. Like he seriously is out there for himself and that's fine for a player like that. Like he doesn't need to get anybody involved. He just needs to know what to do more and more as he plays, he's going to figure it out. And you can kind of see it like on sometimes on some of the screen and rolls where he's running with KD, he's a little late, just coming over after the pick and he's there wide open, obviously for a dunk, but it just takes him some time. Like, all right, like I can roll there. The thing is, the Suns need to keep feeding them, and I don't know why it just stopped. Well, it's because it was up to Bubble to win the game. game. It was up to him to win the game because they pulled him out. They put Booker back in the game, hoping that Booker after right. Yeah, they had him bring back in because they realized because Booker went (laughs) miss jumper, miss jumper, miss three, and they're like, "All right, bring (laughs) Bubble back." Daniel, he's fucking missing things right now. So, uh, a shout out real quick to so says Jay. He did tweet out the fact that it is the Aussie Suns fans who gave us this loss and. I think that that's completely, completely valid. Um, I I just I, I don't know um, any other reason. That's clearly what it is. Let's talk a little bit about Drew Eubanks. Big crank Eubanks. Crank that song now. I mean you. Crank that song now. I mean you. Crank that song now. I mean you. Crank that song. So Drew Eubanks obviously gets the start tonight. Yusuf Nurkic is out, an ankle. As we mentioned, two two fifths of the starting lineups out. Drew Eubanks, who had a horrible game last night, played six minutes against the Mavs, and we realized he was unplayable. Much better tonight. Uh, his twenty five minutes, he had nine points. He had five rebounds. 
He had one steal. He had a couple blocks. Uh, very serviceable tonight against this Rockets team. What did you see from Eubanks? Oh, not much. I know the stat line doesn't look too bad with nine points, five rebounds, but he had four points, five rebounds going to the half. And then yeah, 25 minutes, yeah, two blocks. I don't really – there's just – there's nothing there from him anymore. So, you know, the big X factor for me was a combined effort of Bol Bol and Eubanks kind of going into the playoffs, those bigs to back up Nurkic. And right now it's just – I don't know how Bobo falls into it, where he's going to be played and all that shit. Cause he's, so, he was playing the three tonight at times, but I just, I just know that I can't trust you banks. And I just know that Bobo's going to have to step up even more. And he's going to yes. continue to have to get a lot of playing time to see what they have because no one's really out there to help the sun. So this is going to be a big issue. Um, and if Bobo can continue to gain some confidence, he can definitely help out, but Eubanks continues to lose confidence. And I'm, I feel bad because I was a big fan early on, but now it's just the fact that it's just like he's unplayable. And I, it's there's nothing we can do, right, as fans. Just sit here and watch him just kind of crumble and just not know what to do on the offensive side of the climb ball. He just didn't know. I just, I just, once in a while. It's a reminder that Eubanks is a matchup-based player. And he's going to have a couple highlights. He's going to have a couple dunks. And everyone gets, ooh, look at the look at the big crank there on Drew Eubanks. <laughs> he's matchup-based against the... Uh, <laughs> Who did he play? And he fucking killed uh, Andre Drummond. <laughs> yes, when he plays Andre Drummond. <laughs> yes, he can fuck him. Sorry, dude. Up. I suck. At, I suck at and life. That's dude. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah. The reason I bring him up is if Nurkic's ankle is hurt more than it is, you're going to carry that into the Lakers game, and the Lakers are a team that we really have had issues with this year. We're three and one against them. They're a big team, right? Like there's two team, two t- two archetypes of teams that we really have a hard time with, and unfortunately, the NBA is full with the, these two types of teams, right? It's the hybrid teams that we actually yeah. do okay against. It's the athletic teams, right? Like we saw tonight, Ath- athleticism kills the Suns because they can't defend, and size kills the Suns because they can't rebound. And the size that the Lakers has is not only size on the interior, but it's length on the perimeter. Because you have guys, and again, I haven't watched the Lakers in a while, thankfully. I know that they're not playing great. But when you have like uh, Cam Reddish, um, who's the guy that they have? And it's one of the reasons they're actually struggling is because he's out. And I think he's out for the season. Um, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt's one of those long defenders that the Suns, like when Devin Booker throws a pass, he doesn't realize that that guy's that long. And he, you know, tips it. And then Ah, that's one of the gazillion turns. That's why the Suns have a million fucking turnovers. Because they can't gauge how long the opposition is. They're like... I mean, what about that play tonight? Sorry. What about that play tonight where like Dem Booker like throws it cross court and like it almost goes out of bounds? There's like nobody there. Like, yeah, KD he did that. A, he did it a couple of times. Yeah, Even in the end of game, he threw KD and it almost got stolen. That would have been the game. It was a game eventually, but that would have been ended. It would have been ended a little earlier with that. That's that's the thing. Those are the moments where it's like, do you trust this guy to finish games out? And it just lately, I'm not even before the All Star break. It's just I don't know. That's why Beal his explosiveness. Because when you talk about the speed, the athletic or the athleticism, and uh, how big teams can be, and Suns really struggle. It's like, well, how are they going to beat them? It's just like maybe a guy like Beal can help out with that because it is going to be a struggle, and it's something I'm not looking forward to right now at all. We're going to play the Pelicans watch. <laughs> I could see that um, somehow. I don't know. I don't know how either. I'm like, I'm sitting there doing the seating, you know. Oh, and the play-in game. Yeah, we'll probably end up playing the play-in the Pelicans <laughs> of the play-in game. It's going to be a nice, quick postseason this year, huh? Losing the play-in game. <laughs> Suns Jam Session, best season ever. Suns Jam Session, we'll see you in August. You know, like, motherfucker. 
Uh, who do you want to talk about next? What else you got in your notes? I'm sure. You um, I didn't write too many notes. Uh, uh, you were covering the game for Brightside. Yeah, so I, I did have Eubanks and Bobo, of course. Um, but I mean, the new guys, uh, O'Neill was terrible. Obviously, just a rough game, which is fine. He's he's allowed once in a while. So yeah, he's a bench guy. He's a yeah, exactly. So let's know. go we'll with guys. Grayson. Hi, Barbie. Oh, hi, Alan. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. All right, so obviously a challenge that the Phoenix Suns have had this season is the lack of a point guard, right? Like, uh, yes, Kenny, I agree. Beer is good, Beer, my friend. Cheers. Happy Friday night. It is delicious. It is delicious. I love a good beer. It's only three points on Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I've, I've lost 16 pounds. Um, 16 now. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I was telling well, everybody today at the um, at my sister's that I'm like, I called. I was like, hey, what's up, skinny man? Or what? I don't forget what I was calling you last podcast. I'm like, I noticed right away you lost some weight. So, yeah, you know, got got a new job, got a new uh, uh, rhythm of life, younger. which is nice. I just feel healthier, except for my yeah, back. You look, you look healthier. Yeah, my, my, my back and my whoa were you saying i looked very unhealthy before and you just no you just you me? can tell you look healthier no you son of a bee um but that being said you know one of the things when we talk about grayson allen and we all have like group chats and twitter uh chats that we're involved in uh, i'm sure a lot of you who are watching and listening to the, the podcast do and you know i have a, a group of uh buddies from work who you know we talk about games and bets and all that fun stuff you know dude stuff and that's part of the conversation that was going on tonight as a reminder is you know the the lack of a point guard for the phoenix suns and it's something that as suns fans this season we've tried to talk ourselves into positionless basketball and a lot of people have drawn their line in the sand on this right there's people who are like we need a we need a uh, specified point guard and there's people like myself who say we don't need a specified point guard you just need some playmakers uh, again, the, the challenge with the Suns, I don't think, and I've said this all year long, it's really defensive and it's the turnovers. And people say, well, if you don't have a point guard, you're going to turn the ball over more. And I can see that side of the argument. But I also say that if you look at a lot of the turnovers, they're careless turnovers and they're made by like Kevin Durant, right? That's not because we don't have a point guard. It's because Kevin Durant, notoriously, his entire career has just been a little loose with the ball, right? He's seven feet tall. He bounces the ball from, you know, like where my head is down to the floor. When you put a, a smaller guy on him, he's got a better chance to knock it away or he dribbles it off his foot. But one of the conversations we're having tonight, and one of the things that I think the Suns could experiment with a little bit more this season, going back to when Grayson Allen had those 14 assists, is why don't we see more point Allen? Why don't we see, the, you know, I mean... He doesn't have to always be the guy in the in the corner just shooting threes. He's great at that, and that's a wrinkle in the offense. But we saw it a few games ago where he has the ability to play make. He's a guy who knows how to penetrate and knows how to beat people off the dribble, and we saw tonight how that works for the opposition, right? You penetrate, defense collapse, you pop, they can hit a three, or you can pass the ball twice. Around. I mean, it just you put pressure on the defense. The Suns don't put pressure on the defense. They sit there and, and – they're the challenge with this Suns team is the same challenge that all those Suns teams had back when the Spurs were beating us every season. We don't impose our will. We let the opposition dictate, and then we try to play off of them. So uh, yeah. change it up a little bit. Let Grayson Allen play some point. 
You know, and I see Maya B in the chat. She says, well, he can't defend. Well, I'm talking no, about on no. offense. On offense, let him, you know, play point a little bit more. Initiate the offense. Let him run that high pick and roll. You think with all these different playmakers that we have, Nurkic obviously being injured, Beal obviously being injured, but being part of that starting five that you'd see more than just like Booker running high screen roll action with Nurkic. You think it'd be KD. You think it'd be KD and Nurk. You think it'd be Beal and Allen. I mean, there, there's so many things, and, and the Suns just, they don't do it. They have their set. It, it's like Kyle Shanahan, right, who, you know, head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. One of the, obviously, he's got a reputation, just lost the Super Bowl. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they lost the 28-3 to Super Bowl to Tom Brady. But they're, he's a guy who notoriously scripts, like, his first 15 plays. And he, and that he's like, well, this is what we're doing. You know, I've I've masterminded this. Is what that's what the Suns do in their offense. When the uh, the opposition starts getting on a run, the Suns are like, no, 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 we're just going to kind of do our thing and run our same shitty offense over and over again. I think at the end of the day, this long dissertation is when the season ends. Fire Kevin Young. Oh wow! Okay, Woo! dude, our offense is just let's go stagnant, yeah. man. I know, I know. I think he kind of leaves it up to those guys though. Um, so. Allen, of course, you know, what a great stat line. 15 points, six assists, yeah. zero turnovers. Uh, yeah. Insane. Yes. Like, and in the fourth quarter, he kind of took that three and drilled it. He's like, all right, I'm getting us back in the game. I think it was just too late. It was kind of like, you know, when Bull was bringing us back, we got the two-point lead. It's like, keep going to him. Don't stop. Grayson Allen should have just stepped up earlier and should have been that guy. And I think, like you said, in the beginning of the podcast, where it's like, hey, Book, you're not feeling it tonight. You started out four for 12 in the first quarter. Let's just like, give it up to somebody else. And Allen should just took it from him. Allen, he is that guy. And, and I, then Book can play off ball instead of trying to facilitate yeah. and shoot. Like, let him play off ball where he excels. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's the difference in the game. It really is. I think Allen would have won the game for us if he would have just handled the ball more, right? Who I knows? don't know, but it's it's something different, right? No, you're I want to see it. I you're, do. You're I love, I, of, he needs to. That's the thing I love about Allen, though. Like he said, Bobo, like, doesn't give a shit. Allen seemed like that guy the first part of the year. He was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to get mine, even with mm-hmm. the big three. And then when one of them's out, I'm going to step up. Mm-hmm. He needs to go back to that Allen because we miss that. He's not the fuck shit up guy anymore. No, he's not. I'm going to continue to play the drop because I want him to be. And the other thing is, is Frank Vogel making adjustments. You know, it's another thing I put in my notes is, you know, here we are, two games out of the All-Star break. You got a week off. Did Frank Vogel just take, like, his book? Was he just like, all right. Here's my playbook. I'm just going to put this down and I'm going to Cabo instead of sitting there and be like, okay, let me take a look at what's working. Let me study the film. Let me try to make some adjustments for these last 27 games going into the playoffs. So this team can excel and get better. It's just kind of the same old stuff. He's, he's, he's sitting there and he's like, Hey, uh, Kevin Young, (laughs) just keep running that stagnant offense. Okay. We're just going to, and the team can be a great offense because you have elite players on it. But you need to empower everybody on the team. And tonight was another example when the going got tough, when the Rockets started hitting every three possible in that second quarter, the Suns, and maybe this is like a Frank Vogel thing. He's like, we're not going to panic, right? But at the same time, like they went into isolation mode. It was one and done. Nobody was crashing the boards. It was just one done. And then you give up three rebounds on the opposite side. Uh, In fact, I'm going to find this tweet. This this is an example of what happened in the uh, second quarter. Okay, let me pull this up. Give me one second here. 
normally I have these things just sitting here ready to rock and roll, but for some reason I didn't. Uh, here it is. Okay, so it's like 8.22 left in the second. Maybe this is the third. Yeah, whatever it is. Jalen Green misses driving floaty jump shot. Amen Thompson, offensive rebound. Amen Thompson misses tip shot. Alfred Singoon, offensive rebound. Jabari Smith misses 27-foot three-point shot. Amen Thompson, offensive rebound. Drew Eubanks, shooting foul. Jabari Smith makes both his free throws. Devin Booker misses two-point shot. Amen Thompson, defensive rebound. Jamari Smith misses 25-foot three-point shot. Uh, Jabari Smith, offensive rebound. Fred Van Vliet, three-pointers. I mean, that, that, that was the bulk of this game. Until Bull Bull went nuclear in the fourth, that was this game summed up right there. They miss a shot, they get the board. They miss a shot, they get the board. They miss a shot, foul. Suns miss a shot. They miss a shot, rebound. They miss a shot. Re- I mean, it was just... Like you got to be better than that. You got to be better. Than yeah, that. we we hold our breaths a lot when it comes to just watching these games, and when it comes down to the wire, because you just know, like just like last night's game, it's like the Mavericks are going to make it on the other side of the court. They're going to come back down. They're going to come back down with a bucket, whether you like it or not. And the Rockets were doing the same exact thing. And you know, it was the run with Ball that really got us back into it. But it's also just like the shore up of. Um, the offensive boards at times, but it was the turnovers too, because they did have 10 uh, more early port towards the early part of the game. I think it was only like the first half, right? Just 10 turnovers. So it shored that up. So you can see signs of like kind of a little bit of positivity from the Suns, but it, it all, uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I, it's how I felt in like the third quarter, you know, at least you have cookies in, at least you have cookies in the freezer. Um, I was going to make one <laughs> final point before we went to the subreddit stakeout. What was that point going to be, Matthew? What were you saying? I don't even know what I was saying. I was trying to go into something and it just wasn't there. It was a good wow, point. Shocking, huh? it, was, it was a good. It was a good point. It was a good like bow on the ribbon or whatever they say thing uh, when it comes to the Suns. Let's just try to figure it out for the next thirteen minutes rebounding not good three-point shooting not good turnovers turnovers free throws not good and let's just do the subreddit stakeout i think i clicked it the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout So I was in Houston tonight, hanging out on the subreddit of the Rockets. They're as shocked as we are that they won this game, Matthew. They did not see it coming. Where is she? They didn't know. But here's some of the things that they said. Damn, someone tell Shangoon he's against Drew Eubanks. Feed him the rock and shoot it. Fuck, we ass. I can't believe we wanted Fred so fucking bad. We pushed the great beard away. Imagine if Orlando actually drafted Jabari like they were said they were going to, and we got Paolo. Like, that's where they're living at right now, right? Like, they're sitting there like, damn, we wish <laughs> yeah. we got Paolo, man. And But they didn't get a chance because they took him beforehand. But uh... Holiday can go fuck himself a lot of aaron holiday out there you know remember aaron holiday yeah ladies and jamsters yes. does everyone remember aaron holiday 
the guy who in the playoffs hit like two or three years ago when we had him, we're like, no, man, you've got to put Aaron Holiday out there, okay? Because he's he's we're gonna the, do the same thing this playoffs. These playoffs, we're going to say the same thing. Saban Lee. Just no, you're going to say you're going to say Saban Lee. Give him a Lee. shot. He's not on the roster. <laughs> I, I will not ask for him uh, ever. Okay. I will never be asking for Saban Lee. <laughs> Duran, a bitch. He always been a bitch. Oh well, don't call him that. He'll confront you. Yeah, dude. He'll like, I, you. well, I'm, I'm going to tweet that out, and I'm going to send it directly to Kevin Durant. And then I'll let him deal with it because, yeah, as we saw last night, uh, if you call him a, if you call him a bitch, man, like he's gonna he's gonna talk to you about it. Okay, yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. Eubanks. Oh wait, hold on, I gotta find something real quick. Where did I put that? Um, doom, 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 doom. Oh well. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I was Eubanks. Let's talk about <clears throat> Drew Banks, right? Drew Eubanks has been possessed, possessed by the spirit of Jock Landell. Jesus, this is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my Jock Landell. <laughs> Didn't see Jock Landell out there today, but no, they said he was possessed <laughs> by him. Yeah, he's on there. He's making like a lot of money, like eight million, maybe. So much money. Yeah. Wasn't Devin Booker supposed to be a star? Where is he? (laughs) None of us know, man. None of us know. Getting folded by Bull Bull was not on the list. Bull Bull looks like them things at the Zamor ruins in the Elden Ring. We getting killed by Bull Bull. No way Rocket's getting bodied by the first gen Victor Wembenyama. That's pretty good. That's good. And the last one, I kind of like this one. Shangoon ain't played like himself since he got that line in his hair. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. And not the greatest uh, Shangun game. Um, still ended with 17 points and 12 rebounds, but he was 5 of 8 from the free throw line, 6 of 15. He was kind of the guy everyone was waiting to watch out for, but it was a collective yeah. effort. It was Amen Thompson coming off the bench. It was Cam Whitmore coming off the bench. 22 from Smith, plus 16 rebounds, sitting on my bench in fantasy. Fred Van Vliet had 23 points. Uh, as I mentioned, Dylan Brooks, 1 of 6 from the field, 2 points. And those 2 points came on an ole by Devin Booker. That's anything oh. on the Rockets? Anything on the Rockets? No, not much. Um, I do love how um, you know a lot of guys on the team are making a lot of money, including Dylan Brooks, who uh, fouled out tonight, six fouls, and then got the two <laughs> points. But that's not his game. I was actually going to ask: Does he still like stare down the opponents pregame and layup lines? You ever seen that? Yeah, he does it to LeBron every time. Oh, okay, like, so I don't nerd. know if he does it now. I think beginning season because the Rockets look pretty good, but right now I think he just is kind of hiding a little bit. He's like, I can't do that with this. Record. No, no, like so. Even Dylan Brooks, like so. What what I'm going to show you right now is the uh, um. That's the video. I can't do that. So if you look at NBA players' headshots, 
you know, everyone's all typically smiling, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and if you take a look at the starting lineup for the Rockets, you can see here you got Fred Van Vliet smiling, Jalen Green smiling, Jabari Smith not smiling, but he's not looking mean. And Alfred Sengood's got a shitty grin on his face. And Dylan Brooks is just like staring down the camera like he wants to punch it. Like he's just, oh, he's such a fake tough guy. He annoys me so much still. And I saw him like bodying up Devin Booker and bodying up Kevin Durant. And like even Durant was like pushing him off. He's like, dude, stop, man. Like you're just. Yeah. I didn't really notice him too much tonight. Yeah. There wasn't much to notice. It was beautiful. Yeah. He's making his money now. <laughs> he got what um, he wanted. Remember last year, ending the last year, they're like, he's going to go to China or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I want the Suns to get him. <laughs> I want yeah. the Suns to sign him. Gross. Uh, anything else from your notes? Nope. Nothing else from that Um, Let's see. Like his... Suns gave up nine points in the first seven minutes. I thought their defense was looking great to start. It just turned out that the fucking Rockets couldn't shoot. Uh, Thad Young. Um, Two points. Learning his spacing. This is how you know he's new, right? There's the one uh, play in which a, the, the ball was passed to Kogi behind the line, and Thad Young could have posted somebody up. And instead, like he he cleared out to let a Kogi like try to drive, and a Kogi passed the ball, and it was a turnover. Yeah, like, yeah. really quick, dude. Yeah. Like you don't need to clear out for Josh Kogi, bro. Like no, 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 he'll find well, his way or just try to jump through people. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the team, dude. You don't you don't need to do that. Oh, so let's, let's jam start. <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you become an elite Jamster by clicking the join button down below. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and write us a review. We do have a, a review. Oh, from, wow, really? Yeah, yes, five stars. Rated us five stars, wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. So we'll read that right here on the show. It's from f- what the fuck is going on in your neighborhood, dude? There's like fucking can speed, you hear that too? Speed uh, racers and there's Fivo. everything going on, man. It's a yeah. lot of life behind me. My land sitting here doing this stupid fucking podcast after the stupid fucking suns. Enjoy I was kidding, your- it's not a stupid podcast. I love this podcast. Enjoy your cookies. Uh, so this is five stars written by free flowing analytical. It says love. That's the title. It says, dude, I love this pod so much. My favorite son's pod out of the five that I listen to religiously. And then gives six reasons why. One, cozy, easy listening. Two, good length for driving or falling asleep, i.e. not too short. Three, most consistent. We get post-game episodes even on holidays and weekends. Four, excellent informed analysis. Five, Hella fun, whimsy with the custom jingles for each player in each segment. And six, the subreddit stakeout. Reporting on the trash talk and or interesting commentary from the opposing team's sub is super valuable, super unique, and super funny. And then a lot of hearts. So thank you, Free Flow. Awesome. For that very nice review written on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you too <laughs> can can leave us a review. Um, it's Bull Bull. The jam star of the game oh, is Bull yeah. Bull, right? He should have had 50 tonight. Should have started. Maya B. J- Jamstar. <laughs> Jalen Green, fine ass. Cancer <laughs> uh, should give like their top five hot guys in the NBA. <laughs> and then we'll give ours. Yeah, we'll do that in the offseason. Uh, shout out. <laughs> I missed this one earlier, but uh, David in the super chat yeah. of $1.99 says, Sons Therapy Session Copay. Uh, appreciate Thanks. that. No David. Really, really bro. do appreciate it. Yeah. We accept all major insurances, i.e. We don't accept any. 
because this is like Canada. It's free therapy session for you. You don't have to pay for this podcast. You just get to enjoy it along oh, with us. Really quick. Sal, Soto, should I was we gonna, Poku? I was going to bring that up. Uh, uh. So one of Matthew's favorite players, Poku, Pokachevsky, I can't even say his first name, from the Oklahoma City Thunder was released today. It's two people that Kevin O'Connor completely missed on in the draft. Uh, that 2020 draft, both Killian Hayes and Poku are now waived free agents. Matthew, how hard did you get when you found out that Poku was available? Oh man, it's it's crazy. It's a dream come true. It's a wet dream in action. I think that um, what Poku would bring to the Suns is kind of like what you're seeing from Bol Bol, where it's just kind of like a lanky dude out there that really believes in himself, shows a lot of confidence, and wants the playing time. And I think, honestly, I haven't really watched him too much this year, but he wasn't playing too much this year, and I think he still believes in himself. And you know what? I believe in him. So give him a shot, sons. If it's not Saban Lee, I say sign Poku. I don't believe anything I just said. Good. I just absolutely love watching the guy, but I don't want him Ugh. on the Suns. All right. I don't. We need Good. a full season with him. So sign him in the offseason. Good. Don't want Poku in any way, shape, or form. We need a guard. I don't care if it's a point guard or shooting guard. We need another guard. Saving Lee's getting minutes uh, last night. You know something's wrong. Why did he not tonight, though? Because he did it against the Pistons. He did it last night, and then tonight he just didn't. Yeah, probably for the reasons we talked about last night. It's like you give him wide open threes. He's like, no, I'm going to run and jump into a guy instead. That's more fun than shooting a wide open three. Oh, I'm a 27% yeah. three-point shooter. I probably shouldn't be shooting threes. That's why. He's a two-way <sighs> contract. That's yeah. why. All right, Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Arizona time. The Suns take on the Lakers. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a bounce back performance by the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns coming back home to the Valley after a little Texas road trip after the all-star break is maybe what they need. I'm looking for Nurkic and be able to suit up and get this thing started. Let's, let's get it going guys. Cause I feel better now that I let all that frustration out. And I didn't mean anything. What I said about Devin Booker, it'll be a sun for forever, but with LeBron coming here and they're winning tonight against the Spurs lost last night. Lakers should be beatable, but who knows what Suns will show up? What are you thinking? Offensive rating, 18th in the league. Defensive rating, 14th in the league. Net rating, 19th in the league. They're, they're a team oh. in the middle, just like the Suns. <laughs> I don't know what to think. I honestly don't. I don't know either. I don't. The Lakers, like I said hard. earlier, they're a team that's long, and the Suns have a hard time with those long teams. So we shall see. It's a Sunday matinee game. We'll go from there. Jamsters, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hang out with us, whether you're watching along live, watching later, or listening at another time. Enjoying your weekend. We'll see you on Sunday afternoon after the Suns play the Lakers. Hopefully, we can be a little bit more positive about Devin Booker and the team holistically because uh, two games dropped right out of the break. Not what you want to see. So, have a happy Friday night. Matthew, tell them what to do. Go home and love your cookies in the freezer. A bitch. Cookies, are you okay? are you eating the cookies? Uh, I'm not. I'm saving them for work. I'm gonna bring them to bite. work. Check out the perfect bite, everybody. Go on DoorDash. Perfect bite. You can live locally in Arizona. The best cookies on the planet. Sugar cookies. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.